0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Friday, October 16th. Happy birthday to my father, Ed Castellani. Happy 29th birthday, buddy. Ha ha ha. Got you there. All right, we got two more baseball games in this very long week to recap. Two uh, intriguing games once again. One, a classic game, and that's going to be the first game that we're going to discuss today. The Astros staying alive. Winning 4-3 to on a walk-off, Yabbo, by one Carlos Correa. Let's talk about this game, and let's talk about this series, because as far as I'm concerned, things just got really interesting, and that... ALCS. A really, really good game. Well-pitched game. Well-managed game, really. You know, I I, I understand a lot of people, especially in the postseason, uh, undermine some of Dusty Baker's accomplishments. He's been given good teams in the past. He's made deep runs in the postseason, and has kind of coughed it up, you know, in two separate World Series, or I'm sorry, not two separate World Series, but in two separate postseasons, 2002 and 2003, stuck with his starting pitchers a bit longer than he should have and ended up coughing up big leads. I don't necessarily put all of that him. I mean, in 2003, the Cubs completely imploded. I don't really think it would have mattered who they had on the mound, and kind of the same with the the Giants back in 2002. But we're not talking about the past. We're talking about present day. And in present day, the Astros won last night, making this a three two series. Rays still lead, still one win away. Now, I, I thought the Rays squandered an opportunity in Game Four, and, and really, very often, at least in my recollection, when a series goes three zero. It rarely goes past five games. I mean, typically, if a team's up 3-0, the other team is so demoralized, they usually finish this thing off in a sweep. And look, the Boston Red Sox, right, in 2004, the only team to ever come back from a 3-0 series deficit, they had that perfect mentality, don't let us win tomorrow. And guess what? They won game four, Mariano blew a save, came back, won game five, another classic, and once it got back to New York, they had all the momentum, pressure was on the Yankees, and they fell apart, and the Red Sox rose to the occasion. I'm not saying that's happening here, but I think we've seen, much like the Yankees in 2004, the Rays squander several golden opportunities to win this series and move on to the World Series, and they haven't. I thought when G-Man Choi went deep yesterday in the eighth inning to tie it, it seemed like momentum had swung back Tampa Bay's way. I thought they were going to win it in the ninth. Uh, Ryan Presley good pitcher you know had a very good career has been excellent for Houston in his tenure there but he's been shaky this season I know injuries have had a lot to do with it but you know they got a runner in scoring position with one out the Rays did uh Rosarena was up you know he flew out they had an opportunity there I feel like to to take the lead and put the pressure back on Houston and then you go to the the bottom of the inning and I'll, I'll say this look it Tampa Bay's bullpen is awesome, and it's been almost miraculously good throughout this entire postseason, but every postseason – there's that one dominant reliever in a deep bullpen who just spits it up. When the Royals were won it all in 2015, Ryan Madsen, who was great for them, was really bad in that postseason. Nearly cost them the ALDS. In 2016, right? The Cubs at that great bullpen, Chapman imploded several times. And we see it every year. Some guys get to the postseason after great regular seasons and they just start to fold. Nick Anderson was so dominant for the Rays this postseason, and he or I'm sorry, in the regular season, he's been their weak link so far in October and took the loss yesterday. You know, it's such a tall order when you get to the bottom of the ninth and you have to face a lineup with Bregman, Correa, and Tucker. And he didn't even get to Tucker. Carlos Correa went deep, torched one to center field ending the game, making it a 4-3 victory for the Houston Astros. Like, I think, and I talked about this uh, a little bit on here over the last, you know, before the season started, people have spent so much time, no pun intended here, trashing the Houston Astros that they forget how talented this team is. They forget the fact that you put this lineup next to any other lineup in the entire sport, you're taking Houston's over almost anybody's, especially at full health. At full health with Springer and Brantley and Altuve, Bregman and Correa, that top five is better than anyone else's top five, period. You could say, oh, cheating, oh, trash cans. I, I you, If you do that, You are undermining what is still, and overlooking what is still a really talented baseball team. And this series just got really interesting. One thing about the Rays, and they are an experienced team somewhat. They do have some veteran presences, and they are experienced by virtue of the fact that they've played in the postseason uh, over the last two years. You know, they, they made it to the ALDS and lost in five to these Houston Astros a season ago. But there are still a lot of first and second year guys on that baseball team, and I, you do wonder, watching them over the last two games, and this could all change tomorrow, you know, or, you know they could win this thing tonight and celebrate and, and be moving on to the World Series, but it does seem like, for a brief second there, the Rays became aware of the situation they're in. I've said this many times, the Rays should never be this close to the World Series. Given the budget, given the circumstances surrounding that baseball team, year in and year out, it's a miracle that they do what they do maybe they finally become aware of that maybe the moment is getting a little bit big for them now i still think they win this series i still think at some point houston's pitching is gonna fall apart or whether it be their starters or their relievers they've relied on these relievers to give them a lot of innings. You know, Grinky was very good the other night, but besides that, and McCullers was solid, but, you know, they're, they're going to need some more innings out of the starters. I feel like they barely got any yesterday, and it was the same with the Rays as well. I just, I feel like that's, that eight-run game for Tampa Bay is in there somewhere, but they got to find it over these next two games. This is a defining moment for the Tampa Bay Rays. There's no doubt about that. Look, there's something to be said about making a deep run into the postseason, and they deserve all the credit for that. But there also comes a point where if you don't capitalize on those opportunities, you look back on it forever. And I was in a group chat with some of the other Locked On hosts here, here on Twitter. And I said, if they blow this, if they spit this up, it will be viewed the same way that 28-3 to 3 is viewed for the Atlanta Falcons. Not just a cataclysmic all-time choke job but a moment that could derail the entire future of the organization. Because, I mean, for football people, kind of switching gears here, remember when you watched that Super Bowl and you saw the Patriots getting torched and it was 28-3 to in the third quarter and you were saying, man, not only do I think this Falcons team, not only are they about to win the Super Bowl, they might win it next year. They might be competitive every year. And they coughed up that Super Bowl. And they and I know they made the playoffs next year technically, but they never really recovered from that cataclysmic event. I feel like it could be this way for the Rays if they blow this thing. You can't recover from a 3-0 lead in the ALCS only to lose the next four games. It would be a, a truly disastrous moment for the Tampa Bay Rays now, a lot of you know I'm kind of overlooking things I'm kind of jumping ahead here. I still th- I, I like the Rays to win this series. I think this is still a confident bunch. Maybe rattle just a little bit, but it's not like they're getting blown out. I mean that they, they those two games that they played they could have easily won. And not to mention, I do think to a certain extent the way these last two games have played out, it's been water finding its level. The Rays have played some remarkable baseball in the first three games of this series. They also caught they also caught literally every single break they could have got. I, I mean, they made every defensive play, every b- bounce of the ball went their way, every, you know, borderline call by the umpires went their way. They won those three games, and they deserved to win those three games. But I do feel like Waters found its level a little bit. We will see what happens. We will know by the end of this weekend who will be playing in the World Series, and I look forward to talking about that. That will do it for segment one. When I get back here, I will talk about game four that went down yesterday between the Braves and the Dodgers. The improved built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors six new flavors 12 other original flavors bars are covered in 100% chocolate soft and easy to chew and built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for the keto diet go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in. In the second game yesterday, the Atlanta Braves laid an absolute smackdown on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Several very intriguing storylines in this ballgame, but to me, it starts and ends with the performance of by Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson, 22 years old, pitched all of 15 games in the Major Leagues over the last 3 seasons, 7 starts. He was next level sensational. Can't say enough about the guy. How about in your first ever playoff start, 6 innings, 1 hit, 1 earned run, 1 walk and 5 strikeouts. You can't ask for anything more. And it just I can't, I can't describe how frustrated, and I'm happy for him, I'm happy for the Braves, I think that's an incredible story, but I can't tell you how frustrated it makes me, as a Tigers fan, that the Detroit Tigers, who have spent years, years, several seasons, talking about, oh my god, these pitchers in the minor leagues, they're so good, oh they're so wonderful, they're amazing, Casey Mize is going to cure cancer when he gets to Detroit. You call those guys up, and you can't, and again, I gotta say, I think they'll be very good. But you can't get your number one starting pitching prospect to go six innings, Bryce Wilson, in the face of adversity, going up against a first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher and Clayton Kershaw, I'll talk about him in a second, six innings, one hit, one run. Remarkable stuff. And it just shows to me... The difference in terms of player development and player management that goes on at an elite organization like Atlanta compared to a not so elite organization like Detroit. Really incredible stuff. You now Clayton Kershaw pitch for the Dodgers was rolling there for a minute, but ultimately the final line is pretty ugly. Five innings, seven hits, four runs, all of them earned one walk and four strikeouts. Bruce Star Gratterall came in and and at, look, Bruce Star Gratterall has a very impressive highlight tape, throws a million miles per hour, but there's serious flaws in his game as a pitcher. I mean, only a third of an inning gave up three hits and three earned runs yesterday. If I recall correctly, has the lowest strikeout rate of any pitcher in the Dodgers bullpen. For a guy who throws 102 miles per hour with ease, that's kind of a serious concern. And this Dodgers team, God, do they frustrate me. Because when they're on, they're so fun to watch. That lineup is so deep. You know, Dave Roberts, uh, like as a postseason manager, I don't think he's much, but I think in the regular season he manages that starting staff and that bullpen pretty darn well hasn't done it in the postseason but uh, to me I don't make any excuses for the Dodgers it's like you can make excuses for the Rays because and I've and I have in the past it's like the Rays go deeper every year in the postseason than they probably have any right to they probably shouldn't even make the postseason but they do the best with what they are given and it makes them an elite organization and the Dodgers are an elite organization I don't want to detract from that. They are one of the best organizations in sports, and it makes what they do in the postseason every year so frustrating. Every year since 2013, the Dodgers have made the postseason, and every year they've come up short. Despite that, though, I've always maintained the belief that at some point during the Clayton Kershaw era, they were going to win one. Last night was the first time in which I thought, maybe they won't. Because going back to 2013 and throughout this whole run, even though they've come up short so many times, they've won two national League pennants, you know you a lot of controversies surrounding the 2017 World Series, even I don't know where you fall on the spectrum, but either way, They were better than the Astros that year and came up short. They should have won that series. Even with the cheating stuff, they were better than Houston that season. Didn't win it. 2018, I think the Red Sox were better, but they had a chance to even that series. Dave Roberts mismanaged Rich Hill, you know, pulling him from the game too early. Ryan Madsen blew it. They ended up blowing it the next night in Game 5. But every year, I have come into the season believing they're the class of the National League, and if they're the class of the National League, it means they can be the class of the American League, and I think they can win a World Series. The only time in which I felt like I would stop believing that the Dodgers could be the class of baseball would be if another juggernaut came along. And I feel like, based on what I've seen in this series, you're kind of getting that with Atlanta. You have a team that develops talent just as well. You have a team that uh, signs international free agents just as well. You have a team that that makes trades and, and free agent signings just as well as the Dodgers do. This is kind of the worst case scenario, and the Dodgers aren't going anywhere. That division is getting better. I do think at some point the Padres will knock them off, but at the end of the day, they still have two MVPs in their lineup, they still have a good rotation, they still have a good bullpen, but the competition is getting a bit heavier and it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep up. I I live, obviously, in Michigan and I'm a die diehard Detroit Tigers fan. Love the Tigers, obviously, but... I am so sick and tired of hearing about how the Tigers' failure to win a World Series from 06 to 2014 was the worst thing that ever happened to baseball. They get they get their feet raked over the coals every year. And, and you know what? I get it. I understand it. No one talks about the undeniable failure, the failure, the complete gag, the complete choke job of the Los Angeles Dodgers every season since 2013, the Dodgers over the last eight years, and maybe they'll win one at some point, and if they do, we'll look at it like the 90s raves and say, hey, you know what, at least they got one. The Dodgers' inability to win a single World Series over eight consecutive seasons, because this series is over, They're not. They, maybe they'll win tonight, who knows, they're not going to win the next three, and if they do, I'll come on here and eat crow for it, but I, I don't see it happening. They don't play well from behind, especially from a 3-1 deficit. To me, they're donezo. Them going eight seasons, making the postseason, every year, and not winning a single World Series, has that ever happened? Ever, like in the history of baseball. Maybe, I guess, okay, the Braves from, what, 96 to 04 made it like every year, so there's that, but the Braves won it in 95. They were really good for a long time. They won a World Series with Maddox and Smoltz and Glavin and those elite teams. Should they have won more? Absolutely, but they won one it's like people always point to Detroit and their failures to develop as an organization, their failures to win a World Series. People do not criticize the Los Angeles Dodgers enough. They are about to go eight consecutive seasons without a single World Series ring. And yeah, you know what? 2017, really bad break. They've had better teams since then. They've had teams that were just as good since then. And they are better than the Braves. The Braves are awesome. That is a phenomenal baseball team. Well put together, great lineup. I'm sorry. The Braves at their best versus the Dodgers at their best, Dodgers win that series 10 times out of 10 in a seven game series. The problem is every year in October, Dodgers aren't at their best. And one more guy I got to point out, and I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here and hey, whatever, I I, I think that's fine. Mookie Betts was acquired by the Dodgers, you know, a, in the hopes that he would get them over the hump. And Mookie Betts, great player, will be in the Hall of Fame, will probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer at some point in his career. There's a, kind of a mountain of evidence at this point to support the fact that he's not good in the postseason. He's been a non-factor in this, in this series. And even going back to 2018, he didn't hit his first postseason home run until Game 5 of the World Series that year. He was not their best hitter. You had J.D. Martinez and Andrew Benintendi and Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers. They were all much better in the postseason that year than Mookie Betts was. And there is something to be said. Look, I think the Dodgers... For the 162 hall, the 162 game season, construct a better team year in and year out than anybody else in baseball. But there's a lot of evidence to support now that when you get to the postseason, those players that they rely on can't get it done. And I am going to look like such a complete idiot <laughs> if they end up winning the next three games. And if they do, look, there's the that's the difference between me and other people. There's other people. Will be unwilling to admit when they're wrong. If they end up winning the next three games, making it to the World Series, and thus winning the World Series, I will. I will be the first one on here to say I am a complete idiot. But I don't see that happening. They haven't done it over the last seven years. What evidence do I have to support the fact that they're going to do it this year? I do. I feel like I've I've, I've been ripping the Dodgers. I do have to give a lot of credit to Atlanta. That team is locked in. They're well managed they they're well run a true juggernaut and they're going to develop into a thorn in the dodgers side for the next several years and they good for them you know they do a great job but i can't help but watch these games and feel like it's 50% on the dodgers for their inability to get it done every single year in october so that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I 2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much, much appreciated. Leave a five star review of this show. I, I always like when people do that. I will be right back here next week to talk about who's playing in the gosh darn World Series. I look forward to that very much. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you very much for listening this week. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend and go Tigers.